Welcome to Mommyhood to Menopause, the podcast, where we talk all things parenting, life, and life changes. We're your hosts, Loren and Barb, and this podcast is for any woman of any age who loves to laugh at themselves and at life. And we want to hear your crazy stories too. So join the conversation by following us on Instagram at mommyhood, the number two, menopause, or on our personal pages at all of the F words and Southern Blonde Chic. It's real conversation between friends. So let's dive in. Yep, we're back. Yeah, we are, girl. <laughs> yeah, we are. Mommyhood to menopause. Here we go. Uh, I think it is very fitting to dive into a little bit of our personal lives this week. We have got a guest coming on who I have known for a really long time. And not only is she a mom, but she is a fitness health guru. And I've recently had some struggles with uh, loving my body after two children. I'm not going to lie. But Barb also has some things going on in her life. (laughs) Barb is currently dating Match.com, which I find so amusing because when's the last time that you were in the dating world? Have you ever used a dating site before? Oh my gosh, no. Like, okay, so even pre, like, because I blog now, you know, your life is everywhere. Right. But pre-blogging, I never even had an Instagram or a Facebook. Like, I'm like not the social media type. Right. Well, you could have fooled all of us. Right. So, but, you know, jumping on that was one thing. Jumping on Match is another. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I decided early on, my approach to Match was I'm going to put the most unattractive pictures up so that the guy I get is super impressed. <laughs> when I sh- I, no, honest. Set truth. the bar low? Truth. What? Set the bar so low so that when you walk in, it's like, bam, right? It's like, <laughs> look at this. That's the thing he's ever right. seen. Yeah. Like you're, you're, you're gold at that point. So, cause I mean, some of the comments on, have you ever been on a dating site? No, I haven't. I've been married for 10 years. I've been with my husband for 15. They weren't around when I was dating either. Okay. So which is why I find it so interesting. And I want to live vicariously through you. Girl, we need to pull up the site and just sit back. You need to grab some, a bottle of wine and we just need to go through (laughs) profiles because you would just really enjoy it. You know, I've heard a lot of things from a lot of people. A lot of guys on there talk about women, how they lie about their age Weight, of course, is a big thing. I mean, who's asking your weight, though? Well, you're, they're not asking, but when you show up and you're 40 oh, pounds okay. more right, than what fair. you're, you know what I mean? Like you're, um, I mean, let me just say, Facetune is your friend. And so, you know. <laughs> the um, edit app. Yeah, let's edit that thing up. But, you know, I mean, and the thing with women is the height. Guys will say they're six one, and they're oh, like 5'9". I, I know. Really? I, see, I just didn't, I'm, I'm so new. So I've not dated and, since I was 16. 16. Wow. So it's a very different world. And I mean, I don't even know. I had the conversation the other day. Oh, here we go. I wondered what making out was. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> right? So like, what exactly is what? third base right. in like, your 50s? In 50, <laughs> at 54, what is making out? Is kiss? Okay, so, and I'm talking to a friend and she's like, you totally made out. And I'm like, no, I didn't. And she's like, yes, you did. And I'm like, 
is that making out? I thought that was just kissing. And she's like, when you're when you're hot and heavy, it's making. Uh-huh. I'm like, no one touched anyone. And she's like, oh, <laughs> there was my no heavy God. petting. Yeah. yeah, my daughter's like, no one touched my no no zone. You know, like it's, it's no no square. That's what it was. Okay. Like growing up, she, you know, I was like, this is your no no square. Anyway, um, very different world for me. Yeah, and one that I was super intimidated by. Um, first date. Let me tell you. So I walk up. We meet at one thirty. Okay. So and this is the other thing. Don't give your last name and don't give your address. Oh my gosh, you are so funny with this. We were having the conversation the other day after our last podcast, and I was like, we have to bring this up because Barb goes like straight CIA. <laughs> and if you're in the CIA, good luck finding her because she won't tell you your address. I mean, like no. other than her phone number, you're not getting any other details. No, and the guy that I called the first, I didn't want him to call me. Like he's not going to see my phone number when I call him. Right. I don't know. Like he's star brain, 67 like, yeah, like we like used right, to when we were right, kids. Right. He gives me his last name, his address. He's like, Google this. So anyway, um, met him and I'm not kidding. I was, I was a mess. Like, I looked fabulous. Literally. Okay, so you remember the 24-karat gold, um, the patches? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I use them all the time. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I had them all on my neck, on my chest. (laughs) I had them under my eyes. I have, like, white strips on my teeth. And Meg walks in, and she said, oh, damn. What is happening here? (laughs) Like, I have a date in two hours. So I walk up, and I literally like wouldn't let him touch me he wanted to shake my hand yeah totally blew him off like you know it was like meeting an alien I'm sure (laughs) and then at dinner when I get really nervous I chatter Uh like I'm just like 90 miles an hour so I'm spilling my whole life out (laughs) on the table you're like you know what let me just put it all on the table and then if you're still around by the end of dinner we're good I literally wanted to get it out of the way so I'm like had cancer yep just had a chemo, was bald. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just giving him all the shit. And then I say, um, and, oh, by the way, uh, I'm a blogger, because, you know, he doesn't know this. And I'm like, so your life's going to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. And like, and, so I'm, and he just kind of sat calmly. And I know he was thinking, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I'll have to tell you this story one day, because when I met Dallas, like, I met Dallas on my 21st birthday in the Bahamas. I was a total train wreck. Like imagine your 21st birthday, okay? And imagine on vacation with like 14 of your best friends. When I tell you, I did not remember anything the next day. And the stories are hilarious. We'll have to have Dallas on to tell it because obviously he remembers more than I do. But after that date, I call it a date after us meeting for the first time. He was probably like, I don't know what is happening with this train wreck, but I cannot stop watching. See, I literally wanted to get everything out there. I didn't want to like really like this guy, mm-hmm. you know, four dates in and then be like, you know, here's who I really am and here's what I do. And oh, by the way, I just got through with this monumental moment in mm-hmm. my life. So I just kind of laid it all out there and it worked to my advantage because he was like, okay, you know, soaked it in. He knew what he was signing exactly, up for. Exactly, exactly. And then I've been messaged by, I mean, people are rude on these mm-hmm. apps. Like if you don't respond, yeah. oh, they're so rude. I bet. And so, you know, I've been blocking people. It's just, <laughs> it's a joke. And I have a good friend, one of my dearest friends, and she has been also, she's been on Hinge which is like, I think for the younger, like a little younger age okay. group. And um, she sends me snapshots of these guys. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> what? I mean, like pubic hair. Oh my God. Like I'm not kidding. Like the low rise G. And you're just like, is this supposed to entice me? <sighs> can I, can I ask you a personal question? Absolutely. Have you had 
any unsolicited dick pics at this point? No, none. Well, that's good. But I think that makes me feel better about the state of dating. I think because I was, I'm so pitiful looking on there. Shut up. <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> I've got like these. So I, I didn't include any long hair pictures because I want them to think like I'm more manly. And oh, you I, look great. You look so chic with short hair. But men are not attracted to sheep. That is true. Well, okay. and I will agree with that. All, I feel like all guys like long they hair. They do, right? So I have all these short hair pictures and like unflattering angles. <laughs> just so I'm thinking, you know, he <laughs> thinks I lost 10 pounds when I'm walking in the door. <laughs> so, you know, but I haven't had any of that. But I have had a few be really rude and just say, if you're not going to respond, you know, at least tell me. And I'm like, that's a response, idiot. Yeah, well, I just, clearly I'm not into you. And plus, I feel like, you know, whatever happened to no response is a response let me just be polite and sure. You keep I don't moving. have anything nice to say, so I'm not going to say anything at all. But, I mean, it, it's been it's insane. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we just need to. Um, and I've been this one guy I've been going out with. You know, it's it's good. I mean, he's a nice guy, really nice guy. I'm waiting for the red flag, right? Like, <laughs> there's got to be a red flag. I don't know. I mean, sometimes you look for them and they're not there. And then sometimes you overlook them and so they're what there. Was your, did you have one with Dallas? Like, did you think, oh, wait a minute, this this causes me pause? Uh, yeah, the fact that he was ten years older than me and had never been like married or had children and like I mean 30 years old you think like uh okay like that's not a huge red flag but he had also not been in a like long-term relationship in a really long time like he had only had one serious girlfriend and that to me was a red flag because I was like well maybe he can't commit you've got commitment issues yeah so far so good 15 (laughs) years later hey but it is you right you're like hey what what more can you want who would not want yeah I don't know if he just dated clingy girls because I'm like a cat like I'm super independent I'll come to you when I need affection and I like my space and I love Dallas so you're a guy Pretty much. See, I'm a guy too. <laughs> oh my God, I'm the same way. Well, I do want to talk to you more about your dating life. And I, I want to dive in a little bit about how you're spending Valentine's Day if you're spending it with your new boo. But I also want to bring on Brooke Ennius, who is our guest for this week. She's going to probably hang out with us for the majority of the podcast. She's a mom. I told you she's a fitness guru. I'm going to get her on the phone here in a second. But she also might be able to give us some insight on how to celebrate Valentine's Day as a family too and what they're doing. She's really, really great with her kids and pretty much the mom I aspire to be. So <laughs> let me get her on the line here. Perfect. Hi, Bryn. Hey, Brooke. Good morning, How Brooke. Hi, good morning. We're nice great. Oh, good. Good, good. So Brooke, uh, I just told you a little bit about her, but she had started teaching fitness just as a hobby in 2002. And after she realized that her background in chemistry met her love of fitness, she kind of merged the two and has created really an empire. And it's not just as far as pageant girls go, even though she is the coach to go to if you're in the pageant industry. She has coached multiple Miss USAs, multiple Miss Teen USAs. She has clients not only in the United States, but all over the world. And she has a love for fitness. You also have a love for health and wellness. And you are such an empowering woman and you share that with everybody else. So I knew we had to have you on this week. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure. Happy to be here. So, Brooke, um, I had shared a kind of a personal blog not too long ago, and it was about loving yourself after two kids and your body and the actual vessel. And sometimes you feel like it's just a vessel 
because yeah. You know, going from such an industry, and Barb is a, a fashion blogger as well, so she, I'm sure that you can relate here too, Barb. Knowing your body a certain way and then having it completely change, whether it's from pregnancy or weight gain or loss or menopause, we all know what we're used to seeing, but then when it changes, how do we... I guess, take hold of that and make yourself love your body again? Yeah, that's such a great question. So, yes, I have two boys. They're now tweens and teenage years. Uh, so it's been a while since they've been little ones. But I'm going to tell you, Rand, what, what helped me was right off the bat, uh, jumping back into the lifestyle. So literally as soon as my doctor gave me the okay to, to start exercise again, I started small. But that was a very small big step because it'll it, it took back the hurriedness and the overwhelm of motherhood in that moment and it brought me back into the picture and I think what happens is a lot of women end up um, if, they, if, if you don't recover that step it becomes extremely challenging to get back on board because the lifestyle in itself is already a discipline mm -hmm. and uh, yeah so everything else can just kind of overcrowd it if you're not careful so for women who, who feel, how do I love my, my body again? Honestly, it's that step, Brent. It's taking that first step to get back into the picture. Because we all know that motherhood is uh, it's a, it's a, it's a love, but it's a lot of work. <laughs> you know, I agree with that. And I think not just motherhood, but overall fitness. You know, Absolutely. just to get to the gym. Once I'm in the gym mm -hmm. or I've started my run, then I'm ready to go. But yep, just that yep. one step of moving in that step. right direction, and it may, you know, inspires me to go the next day. But you're mm -hmm. so right; it's it's just, and it's a mindset. You mm -hmm. know, you, it's, it really is. Yeah, and I think yeah. for me too, like not making it an option, like it's a yeah. something that I'm I have to do, that it's on mm -hmm. my list, it's on my to do list for the day. You know, it's it becomes a routine after that. So, Brooke, what about for because for me, you know, I never I had cashed in five years ago, and. Yeah. I never got back into the lifestyle. I, I'm embarrassed to say I tried to multiple times, but then sure. life gets in the way, work gets yep. in the way, motherhood gets in the way, uh, speech therapy sessions get in the way. And I found myself pregnant again before I ever lost the baby weight from Cashton. Yep. And now sure. I'm fighting baby weight from two babies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say, Ren, first off, and, and any woman who's listening, you got to believe that it's possible. There, there's so many transformation stories of women who have gone before us that have done it and women who are walking along us, alongside us who, who, are, who are doing it. So it's not impossible. We, we have to take the limits off of our minds and know that it, it's possible. And Barb said something that was very important. She said, once I, once I get there, mm -hmm. I'm good. And so if we can just take the mindset, remove the complete mindset of this being like a punishment. I think that fitness in itself has gotten this overall feeling and vibe of I have to do this, right? Mm -hmm. It's on my list. I got to check this off. Instead of it being from a place of loving yourself, and that's what I know we're talking about today. Like when, when you bring love back into the picture, it changes the vibe. I agree um, with that, I, yeah. What, yeah. What about women? Okay, so I always hear this. It is a vicious cycle. Women eat because they're bored, they're oh tired, my gosh. they're whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And so then they're down because they've eaten. 
And so now you're, mm-hmm. you know, five pounds up. So I've got my hand up right now. It's me. Same. Yeah. And so what, what advice do you have for those women? Oh, those women. What advice do you us. have for us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, um, I actually just got finished hosting this fitness challenge for women. Um, and it was, I know the beginning of the year, people are typically motivated. You're ready to get in and make some changes. Uh, and the cycle, cycles are made up of habits, right? So we have to break down this big you know, again, philosophy in our minds and make it something that is small and doable. And so if you think about habits, they are just little things that make up our lives. They're like building blocks. And so we can not look at it as a big picture, right? We, we know we have a goal we want to we reach, but just say on a daily, like, what does that look like for me? How can I win in my daily routine? And once you get that mindset, little by little, things change. And yeah, so I totally agree. Yeah, it's not built overnight. It just requires consistency in the little. Yeah, you know, I remember when I was most, I guess you want to say at my best fitness level, whatever, my ideal weight Mm -hmm. was taking each meal and making decisions at that meal, not for the next day. I mean, you know, I kept food in my pantry that Mm -hmm. was, you know, obviously weight friendly, but... I decided each meal today, you know, this moment I'm drinking water, this moment I'm go. not, because for me, it's not about, you know, for, I'm a sugar addict. Okay. Can we just say like, <laughs> I, I, I would rather have a large Coke and a cupcake all day long than the finest meal. I mean, it just, sure. that's what I want. And so that to me was just a step by step moment by moment. And it sounds like, you know, almost alcoholism, but it, it really is mm-hmm. such an addiction. Well, I think we, you it's know, we, and Brooke, we fall into these, I hate to you know, use that word, quote unquote addictions, but mm-hmm. we do like the way mm-hmm. I deal with stress. I, and I'm, I'll get into this in a second, but the other day I had posted something on Instagram that was not political in any way, shape or form, but some people took it politically. And in my opinion, it was just a woman supporting another woman. We have Mm -hmm. a a brand new vice president who is a female who, I mean, what a step for women everywhere. And I had posted about that and I had received probably eight to 10 hate DMs where I was blocking people to keep just and I, I hate to be like, I'm quick to block people, but I am quick to block people. Like if you're putting negativity in my life, I ain't got no time or use for you. But I was so upset that people were taking that as like a political stance. Like you don't know my background. In fact, Mm -hmm. I'm such a political enigma. You probably couldn't figure me out if I told you everything, (laughs) but I found myself in my kitchen with a bag of salt and vinegar potato chips in my hand because that's what I do when I'm stressed. And now I'm working uh, with somebody here locally. I believe they're a national company too, but it's profiled by Sanford. And what I love about them is what Brooke does too. She provides not only your, your plan to become healthier and make better choices, but there's a support group there too. And that's what Brooke is great about is having a support group. But I meet with this person once a week here locally and we Mm -hmm. sat down and we talked about how it affects me. And I was aware that I was standing in the kitchen with a bag of salt and vinegar potato chips in my hand before I made a bad decision. I went, I'm not hungry. I'm doing this because I'm stressed. So what else can Mm -hmm. I do for me right now? Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think that's such an awesome idea. And not only just an idea, it it has to become again, embedded into our womanhood, right? 
I, I always encourage girls. I'm like, <laughs> what makes you happy outside of food? Mm-hmm. Like, if, if emotion, every emotion rushes toward food, if it's celebration, if it's sadness, if it's grief, like, food is not the all in all, right? There's more to life. And I think we've, we've made that the culture, unfortunately. And so we have to begin to craft our lives and design our lives intentionally to say, I know I'm feeling this way. What can I do to settle this emotion so that I'm not being moved by compulsion? Mm-hmm. And that I is think so that wise. Yeah. That'll help break cycles. And it really will bring you to your best self, to be honest, because it settles the emotion. Even when you eat, it's like Barb said, it just leads to another emotion. It really doesn't settle anything. No. Right? And you feel like crap afterwards. Like yeah. had Correct. I, had I eaten those salt and vinegar potato chips, I would have just felt like a, like heavy, you know, heavy afterwards. And I don't mean in a weight sense. I just mean in like a sick to your stomach. Like it's failure. And you would just want to sit down and eat more. Right. You know, it's so interesting that you mentioned celebration. You know, I bake, I love to bake. And so for me, if, if somebody's had a death in the family, I bake, but if somebody's, you know, celebrating Mm -hmm. a a birthday, right. Like whatever Mm -hmm. it is, food is Mm -hmm. always to me, the emotion that, or the gap, I guess I feel for them. And it's, it's really a hard habit to get rid of. And I think too, I was just thinking about women in general. Don't you think it's interesting how we automatically, I mean, when people see you out and they don't know you, they automatically assume you're really pulled together and you don't have this issue. I have a really good friend who, I mean, really I'm don't. A, well, I'm a great example. I look like I've got it together on Instagram. And then you come to my house and oh. like beds aren't made. There's clothes on the floor. We've got junk drawers. Like everything looks pretty on the exterior. But then you start opening sure. things and you're like, oh, she's just like us. It's the truth. You know, it's interesting to me. I, a good friend of mine went on a date. We were, we've been talking about me and this dating site thing. And so a good friend and I, um, we went on a double date together these poor guys and and so this woman she works out every day she eats healthy and she's absolutely without a doubt one of my dearest friends but she's also got just this gorgeous body I mm-hmm. mean just really pretty you know great curves mm-hmm. right where you want them and she was a nervous wreck going on the state and I thought in my brain I'm thinking if I looked like you I would not feel this way and that is because so she was insecure about her body it wasn't, I mean, it was just the overall thing. I mean, aren't we all, right. isn't it all about being accepted, really? Mm-hmm. I mean, when you boil it down. Mm-hmm. And so it was sure. about her going on this date with this new guy, being accepted, and him thinking mm-hmm. well of her. And I, I'm just, I'm looking at her and I see perfection mm-hmm. and where I would aspire to be. And yet she feels exactly the same emotion as I do about how she looks amazing. and her presentation. Mm-hmm. And It's amazing. Isn't it crazy? And so to me, it just... You know, and I've, I've learned this in the past. I think we've all had moments where we learn this, but we are all so much alike. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's just, mm-hmm. it, it, it never ceases to amaze me. And I think that's what's so great about uh, this podcast specifically, because, you know, Barb and I, I'm I'm in my 30s. Barb is in her 50s. We're, we're 20 years apart, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm literally going mm-hmm. through mommyhood. She's going through menopause. And mm-hmm. there's any woman that's listening to this, whether they have kids, whether they're 25, whether they're 55, whether, you know, they can all relate. Right. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes women think, oh, well, by the time I hit 50, I'll be at this plateau and I will feel, you know, great about who I am. And I do. I have to say there is, there is 
a lot of joy and you're just a lot more relaxed. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I was telling Loren before we got on air, you know, I had chemo back in 2019 and it Mm -hmm. was, you know, just so difficult. So I'm on Instagram, I'm doing my blog and a, a swimsuit company reached out and wanted to do a partnership. And I was thinking, you know what, this is going to be so empowering to show women that in the middle of chemo, I will throw on this swimsuit because, you know, of course, I'm not working out. And I, I was really bloated because, you know, all the chemicals and all the steroids and everything. And so obviously not at my best, but I was so grateful for my body. And I, I looked at it and thought, how strong am I? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm making it through chemo. I'm, I'm kicking cancer to the curb. And here I am in this swimsuit. And so I had this post and it was this moment. And do you know... Someone reached out to me, and I've been out of chemo for, well, that heavy chemo for 18 months, well, maybe 12 months, and thinner, way thinner now, you know, kind of back to norm, and I mm-hmm. thought, I'm not putting on a swimsuit. I wow. mean, you know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. in the middle of this terrible season, it just gave me such strength, and I was so grateful for this body, just like you with, you know, this whole childbirth, and you watch this amazing miracle, mm-hmm. and you're so grateful for, you know, your body just kind of takes over, Yeah. and then all of a sudden, you're like, what are you doing to me? Like, I, I look horrible. Why do we do that to ourselves? Yeah. You know, Brooke, Barb just mentioned about, like, nourishing your body, you know, after you go through chemo, or you have a baby, and I did want to talk about this because you typically coach pageant women for Mm -hmm. a fitness portion of the pageant, whether it be swimsuit or fitness. But what is, I love the fact that you do not focus, like it's not a weight loss thing. It's about nourishing Mm -hmm. your body Mm -hmm. and you're so good about that. And you also sent us a couple recipes that we're going to share on our Instagram, mommyhood, the number two menopause, if you want to follow us on Instagram, but you, you shared with us a super easy smoothie bowl and a Thai red curry noodle. And Mm -hmm. people think, you know, in your head, like, oh, I'll never be able to have something sweet again, or I'll never be able to have Thai again. Mm -hmm. And I love that you're still giving options not just for pageants, but what you preach is to like, yes, this might be a pageant for now, but how are you going to parlay that into real life? Correct. Is it sustainable is the question, right? Because I think that's why a lot of times the women that are around us, including sometimes ourselves, feel that that measure of failure because it's not sustainable. And when we're following trends, you know, this works, this is going to help me to lose the weight. And if that's the only target, you're missing it. Mm-hmm. You really have to come back to a place of love. Again, I had to, I had to kind of sit there. Same reason Bart felt that way, you know, about being so empowered to put on that swimsuit in the middle of a trial or testing season. And then afterwards feeling so, you know, embarrassed, almost ashamed. Like we have to, we have to love ourselves. And I think that Lauren, as I'm working with girls and I've done this for so many years, um, I'm grateful because I, I had to walk through it myself first. And when I recognize that the trend in the industry and what is preached and taught is very much cosmetic, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to change the culture of that. So yeah, you're going to lose weight and yep, you're going to trim up and you're probably going to be in the best shape of your entire life after we work together. I know because that's, that's the goal, right? You're, you're on a stage, so right. you want to make sure that you are awesome. But at the end of the day, did you love yourself? <laughs> You know, did you enjoy the process? Like, did it change wow. you? 
Yeah, and I have, Brooke, sorry, I just want to stop you there because I remember being backstage at Miss USA and, you know, you're looking right and left and not for a comparison reason, but you're just observing what's happening around you. And there were girls that had amazing bodies that were still so insecure. You got it. Well, just like Loren, in the response to, you know, the post, the blog post that you put up the other day, you had the sweetest email from this girl and she's talking about you know how hard it is and mm-hmm. she recently had a baby and so she's talking about you know just how she's come to realize she's never going to be in these size two jeans again and so mm-hmm. isn't it so relative to what we expect from ourselves because she says um you know recently I gave all my size two jeans to my sister accepting the fact that sixes are my new thing And, you know, of course, she's got a great perspective and she says could be worse and all that. But, you know, to me, I mean, I'm size six is good for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it always has been right. And so it is so relative to what we expect and what we think others expect of us. Brooke, what would you say to to Sarah who wrote this email to us? Honestly, Ren, I I, I know that sizes don't define us. Mm -hmm. Right. Um. And it's really what you want, Sarah. It's really what you want in life. After having my boys, I'll be honest with you, I ended up being smaller than I was beforehand. But the only reason that was, Ren, is I'm going back to what you said before. It was the nourishment side. Mm -hmm. It was me understanding that food is a science. Whenever you're eating, so this is my chemistry background kind of coming into play, and I'm going to try and explain this really quickly. When you understand how the body functions, you can nourish your body eat delicious meals and get incredible results. It's really not this, this mindset where, you know, I'm counting calories and I'm counting this and I'm counting that. Like that becomes like a, it, you become, it becomes a burden. Mm -hmm. It's not enjoyable. It is just too much. But when you recognize that you can enjoy this and still get results, it is so possible. And that's the, that's the mechanism that Sarah, I would just encourage you to use. If, if you come to grips with being okay with where you are, awesome, right? I celebrate you. But if you're saying, you know what, I, I kind of I, I kind of feel like there's more. I kind of feel like that I can still get the result that I'm looking for and, and, and kind of get back to where I was. I'm telling you, it's very possible. You just have to link arms with the right few and the people who I think will help to encourage you and celebrate you along the way that will get you to the right place. Yeah, so if th- you're good where you are, we celebrate you. I, I think that's the hardest thing for a lot of women too, is because we, and, and Brooke, I'd love for you to touch on this too, but we fall into this, we try to make our family happy kind of pitfall and instead you know well my husband won't eat a healthy meal so I'm not going to make two meals so I'll just make whatever he'll eat or my kids only eat chicken nuggets so I end up eating whatever they don't finish we fall into these pitfalls as women and you Brooke you know you and I have had conversations at length about falling into pitfalls Brooke and I actually wrote a book together rock the sidelines and it was about my journey through cheering for a professional sports organization and the pitfalls that go along with that and how to find your way back. And I, I know in my mind, like I've done it before. I've, I've, I've found the pitfalls. I found the solution and I've made it back to where I needed to be. So how can people, I guess, find the pitfalls, identify the problem and make a solution when it comes to family? Oh, that's such a great question. 
So for years, <laughs> I tell my husband this, and he won't mind me saying it publicly, uh, because when I speak, I talk about him publicly. I, he's my, my absolute hardest work and worst client. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it has taken years for him to hear me, right? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to stick with what I'm doing, you know, um, and I'm, I'm hoping that you'll eventually come on board. But I'll be honest, Ren, this is, this is one area where when it comes to the quality of food, I just won't compromise, right? I'm going to spend more. Mm-hmm. I'm going to budget. You know, I'm going to buy quality things for our home because I know at the end, when we're walking through changes of life, right, we want to make sure that we are, it helps. It helps if you just maintain consistency along the way. So long story short, when it comes to my family, um, bless their heart. They, they, they really don't have much wiggle room outside. We, we still enjoy great food. And I make what they enjoy, but it's always going to be with quality ingredients. It's always going to be the better choice. And I know, again, you're going to be posting those recipes. And I think if women could just think outside of the box. So, yeah, your kids might like pizza. Well, can we just swap out some ingredients, right, so that we're not getting the side effects of all the artificial ingredients and the long-term complications of that and go ahead and, and swap it for something that's a little bit better. There are numerous solutions that are visible right before your eyes. You just have to take a look, maybe do a little bit more digging. Pinterest is my best friend. And, and there's so many Instagram accounts, too, of vegans and vegetarians and just healthy um, fitness influencers that you can follow that will really inspire you. So I think that would be a great next step. And then also, again, just linking arms with the personal community. You talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm. But just in brief, that is life. If you can find one or two women or even a larger community, if that's your, your pleasure, to link arms with and just find that celebration and exchange, it will make all the difference in your home. Yeah, you know, I had talked before about working with this this new program that I'm doing. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that they did at our first meeting was they took a body composition, but they did it in a 3D model form. So Mm -hmm. every six weeks, you take a new 3D model and, you know, you, you can actually see your physical results. But I shared that on my social media because Mm -hmm. I felt like that could be a community for me to hold. I hate to say hold me accountable, but It gives me something to share my journey with and hopefully Mm -hmm. inspire somebody else to get healthy too. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think the inspiration that women get from other women who who are vulnerable enough to say, hey, I'm struggling too. And that is, to me, so important. Mm -hmm. Like that is what Mm -hmm. my platform is all about to say, we're not perfect, you know. I mean, you know, I'm turning to the left because that's my better angle. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we all have our moments where we're just not shining. And so I think it's so important to be real and to be transparent with women. Yeah. You know, we walk around talking about um, love your body. I mean, I've seen it on Instagram 4 million times, but I think and truly believe that if you stepped aside and asked that person over in the wings, do you really love your body? I think overwhelmingly it would be the answer. No. I I mean, I, I agree. I think we're all in such different places in our journey, which is why Mm -hmm. it's so important that when we do get to a good place, we share it and how we got there. Right. Yeah. Right. And you know, I used, I mean, I was back, I don't know, a couple years before I started the whole cancer journey, maybe like 2017, I would run like five, seven miles every day. And I Mm -hmm. felt strong. I really felt amazing. Mm -hmm. And it really helped me to make better choices food wise because I loved how I felt. So I think Mm -hmm. if you can ever get that 
you know, just get that first foot in the door, it really Mm -hmm. can transform your life. Yeah. And I think, Brooke, you have some great things that you can do at home too. But, you know, we find all of these excuses, right? Like I hate to go to the gym. I absolutely despise it. I don't want to like get in a cute outfit and go to the gym. I'm like, I look like I'm homeless when I'm working out pretty much. But (laughs) for me, I am so much more productive knowing that I have a Peloton in my garage, knowing that if the baby's down and the stars align and the house is quiet and my work is finished, I can go down and jump on a 15 to 20 minute Peloton ride. I know that I have 20 minutes between Cashton being at speech therapy and getting home with RL pair where it's quiet here and I can open my Peloton app and take a 15 minute yoga class. Like it's finding those little niches in your day where you can still be productive and move. Right. Yes, I agree. I think too, Ren, um, Finding the niches is a is a great place I think to start, um, but I, I I would hate for women to stay there because I think that what happens again is that life gets busy, right? Mm-hmm. So when the, when those niches don't work and when that opening isn't there, we again become second place. We we have to come to a place where we are important. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, it's Where so matter, interesting you that know? you're saying that because when I was in the middle of chemo and cancer, there was nothing in the world more important than my health. Mm-hmm. So, it. you know, you I made it. I made the the decision to eat organically. I mm-hmm. made the decision to, you know, yes. all these great decisions. And I hate to yes. admit, I am right back, like absolutely right back to where I was pre-cancer some days wow. because I'm, you know, you get, I get busy and my, my brain says to me, girl, you have so many things to do. You Mm -hmm. don't have time Mm -hmm. to cook this healthy meal. You've got to make yourself a priority. You need to go and do whatever. And yeah, you really do. And and your health, the priority. And I can't stress that enough. And I'm talking to me because, you know, you think it's hard to get your life together when you feel great. Try starting and, you know, you're three deep in chemo and you, you've lost all your hair. You're, you're exhausted all the time. You know, everything is just a chore. And you think to yourself, could I have made decisions prior to this mm-hmm. that maybe I wouldn't have gotten cancer or maybe I would have been stronger when I did get to this point. So, mm. you know, I think we really have to step back and decide what's important. I think priority is everything. And I think we're it so is. busy. We're so, we're so busy in life that we don't set our priorities. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's that whole, I can't think of how it is. It's the, you know, the, the whatever's on fire, we put it out. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for me, that's how I juggle some days. Yeah, you become low man mm-hmm. on the totem pole. You really do. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Pressing pause is probably one of the most powerful things that we all can do. Pressing, and, and Lauren, you said, you, how do you, you know, pressing pause and reflecting on where are the, where are the pitfalls? Mm-hmm. Where have I lost sight of me? And how can I rearrange to design my life? I don't want life just happening to me. I don't, I don't want to be on everybody else's timetable. And I don't, I don't want to live that way. I've seen women live that way who are very close to me. And I, and I see the result of it. I'm not interested. So at this stage, I'm one, I'm actually since in my twenties, I'm like, I, I'm going to put myself as a priority and I'm going to live that way. Mm-hmm. So in the morning I'm up, I'm up rather early. And it, that has been probably the most important decision I've ever made 
is to carve out that time for me. Mm-hmm. It is life giving. I, I actually live more full that way. So then whenever the responsibilities of life come, I'm not living from a place of empty. I'm able to pour and be who I am and be happy doing it because I took the time to refill first. So we don't want to live on empty. No, not at all. And I think it's important too, because also, again, as women, we don't want to ask for help, right? We feel like we can solve everybody's problems. We can do everything ourselves. I fall into it sometimes with, with my husband too. I'm like, well, I'll just do it because I, I hate to say it, but I can do it better. Right. Um, and you know it's going to get done. Right. You can count on you. But but there is, like, like Brooke said, when life gets in the way and you get busy and overwhelmed, sometimes you have to ask for help. Right. Uh, and right. and it, if it's calling, you know, your mom or your mother-in-law to come over and sit with the kids so you can catch a workout or, right. you know, asking somebody to give you a healthy recipe or whatever it may be. I recently have felt so overwhelmed. I hired an intern. Well, intern Lauren just walked in. She ran like two errands for me while we were sitting here recording the podcast because I felt overwhelmed and I knew I couldn't give myself that that self-love feeling that overwhelmed because I just push things away. And then when I get too overwhelmed with stuff, I do nothing. That's what, oh yeah, paralysis. Complete paralysis Mm -hmm. by analysis. I will sit and think about all the things I have to do. This is another thing I want to ask you about. So what about, how do you, how key do you think sleep is? Because I already know the answer Uh, to this. And you're talking to someone who was up till 3.15 last night. Oh my God. This morning. Wow. Like Lorenz getting up. I was getting up while you were going to bed. No, I know. But I I am falling into this whole, there's just one more thing I need to do. Mm -hmm. Just one more thing I need to grab, whatever. And so I find it's, you know, 2 a.m. And then I'm, I'm dragging the whole next day. So talk about what we can do to not self detonate. That's such a great point. I, there's, I always say that this, this lifestyle is, is, is covered with buffers. And if you, if, you, if you disappoint the buffers, you will deflate. And sleep is one of those things. Sleep, stress, your cycles, paying attention to your bowel movements. Like all of these things support the lifestyle. And, and most times we ignore them or we've never been taught to even pay attention. Mm-hmm. So when it, when it comes to sleeping, I actually recommend sleep apps for a lot of my girls. Uh, because a lot of them suffer from insomnia because they're stressed. You know, they're, they're overachievers and they are just overwhelmed. And in their own heads. And, and, correct. Um, just really teaching them the, the ability or the, the importance of paying attention, right? That same word, pausing. So the sleep app allows them to see when they're in deep sleep. And there's, if you have an iPhone, it's already on your, your phone. Like literally, you can go to the health app and see it there, right? All you have to do is activate it. But it allows you to see what your sleep cycles are so that you can set a target set a better target than maybe what you're already doing and then shut it down. Like we're, I'm extremely busy. I, I, I understand the lifestyle. I homeschool our boys. We live in two countries. Like we are, we are really, we live full lives, um, but I sleep and I sleep very well. Uh, and that's one of those things again, that is just intentional. You it's know? a gift even, to yourself, right? I mean, it really, it really is. is. It allows your body to replenish. Everybody knows all the, the great rewards of sleep. We don't really have to go over them, but we know it's just going to help our bodies to function at their optimal capacity. Never, We're never mentally clear when we're tired. We make the worst decisions um, because our emotions are off, because our hormones are off. Oh, I totally mm-hmm. agree with it's that. Yeah. Yeah. Sleep will make you, a lack of sleep will make you so emotional. And, you you know, we're, we're making these major decisions every day in our lives based on 
you know, poor nutrition, no exercise and lack of sleep. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. no wonder I'm a train wreck, right? (laughs) (laughs) But not after today. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. I I feel that. I really do feel that. Brooke, you mentioned your boys and thank you so much for coming on and sharing your expertise with us as far as health and fitness goes and, and just being the best person that you can be. But I do, I want to talk about your boys for a second and Valentine's day. Uh, we, uh, Barb and I were talking about her dating life before we jumped on the phone with you, but you know, there's a plethora of people that are not just dating, quote unquote dating on Valentine's day, but maybe spending Valentine's day with the family. And you are so good about including your boys in everything that you and your husband do. So is that something that you guys uh, celebrate as a family or is it just kind of this thing between you and him and the kids, I don't want to say are like their own, their own thing, but you know, you get your kids a Valentine's right. Day card and then that's kind of the extent of it because it's the love day. Um, right. But I, I read a, an article recently that was like ways to actually incorporate your children into such a holiday. Oh, I love it. I love it. So Ren, since the boys are young, um, we've, I've always included them in an aspect of Valentine's Day and it was intentional. And, and my, my reasoning is one day I want for them to be the most amazing husband. And so I'm training them. That's really my rationale. Mm-hmm. But so what we've done is every Valentine's day, the boys will be included in not in the actual, like if we did a romantic dinner or we're out, you know, together, we'll enjoy our time together. Cause I think that we need our space in our marriage. Um, but we've done things like the boys and I will, I'll take them out individually um, and they will open the door. They'll, they'll, they'll literally practice being a gentleman um, <laughs> with me. And so they dress up in their little suit and they've done this since they were young. Uh, they'll dress up in a suit. I'll get, Oh my gosh. We'll go out. Yes. And enjoy. And it is a memory that will, I believe will stick with them for a very long time. I love and that. Every, every year. I yeah. love that. I remember um, raising my son and I, I tried to stay aware that I was raising a man and it was going to be someone's man, you know, so what do I want him to be for someone else? Same Mm -hmm. with my daughter that, you know, raise the expectation of what love looks like. I mean, it's so important. So yeah, I I think that's wonderful. I'm trying to find, I posted a meme the other day and I, I can't find it right now, but it was something to the effect of you want to be a woman who is a good example for other for little girls to be a strong woman and you also want to be an example for your boys to appreciate strong women right yes it's true it starts when they're young I love that Mm -hmm. um I'm just going to run through some of these other ideas that I found very interesting in the family Valentine's Day article, but having a family date, which is kind of like what you just talked about, Brooke, uh, getting dressed up with the kids, having dinner, having them, you know, hold the door and be chivalrous and understand, mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote, when they get older and how to treat other people. Another one was anonymous deliveries of bouquets. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh. So, oh, I want to do that. Isn't that cute? That. That's so, so sweet. To make a Valentine's Day something and then go and drop it off for either their friends or family members 
And then that, you know, kind of gets them into the spirit of things and it brightens somebody's day as well. You can do a craft together. Cashton and I started doing one last night and it didn't end well. We had stickers all in our hair and everything <laughs> else, but we tried. And then the last one was to decorate a Valentine's Day tree. You know, some people haven't gotten around to taking their Christmas trees down who yet. Would that, who, would, who would do that, Lauren? Who would still have? Is your tree still up? All three of them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, and you know what? I don't care what you think. I don't care what any of you say. I am happy. I go home and I apply plug those things in every Good night. Good for you. I'm still, no, outdoors, all, all that's down, uh-huh. but yes. Barb, you get yourself a Valentine's Day tree. Girl, I, my, well, there's, I have a pink tree in my room. I got it myself a pink tree this for breast cancer, and I decorated it with oh. all this gorgeous stuff, so it has really, I mean, I'm sorry, ladies, but these trees may be up till Easter. <laughs> She's going to have a Valentine's Day tree, then a St. Patrick's tree, then an right. Easter tree. Don't tempt me. I mean, the lights just make me so happy. Whatever I, makes you happy. Right? And no one's yes. coming over. Yeah. And I ain't got no man in my bed, so my room is like my area, and I have a pink tree. It's going to stay up. Sorry. I love it. I love oh. it, too. Well, Brooke, thank you so much for joining us today. You have been so helpful. Where can people find you if they want more information about what you do, your coaching, about health and fitness? Where can they go to find you? Awesome. I'm on Instagram at Girl. And then my website is rockersagefitness.com. And um, there I'll be actually adding quite a few giveaways and logs and such. So you're more than welcome to go and check it out. In fact, right now there's a meal plan giveaway. So once you just simply log in and, and click on the download guide, you'll go ahead and access the free copy. So thanks so much for having me. It's really been a pleasure. Awesome. Oh. Thank you so, so much, Brooke. You're such a joy. Thank you. So she's always great. She's great. I love, love her. Yeah. Like I want to go out and run right now. She <laughs> is so inspiring. And when, like I said, when she was training for me for Miss USA, I learned so much from her, like beyond pageantry to the point where, again, we ended up writing a book together based on another experience that I had and about parlaying that lifestyle into a a real lifestyle when you're done cheering and you know you, you know, can that. tell that she is not just fitness that she is about the complete mm-hmm. woman and I love that I mean and I like the the fact that she walks the walk and talks the talk she's not one of those people who are like well you need to do this this and that she's doing this this and that and right. she's not in pageantry she's not a cheerleader she's an everyday working mom and she's still at the top of her you know her fitness and she's making time for herself and it's all things that we know that we can do as women we just again end up at the bottom of the totem pole it's true I mean it's all about priority and when you when you really step back you know there's this thing that is always said like oh you can't be your best until Mm -hmm. you're your best yeah you know so we want to be the best for our families but do we want to be the best for ourselves Mm -hmm. and she really inspires me to do that. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. I'm not letting you get out of this before we go. Cause we just talked about Valentine's day. What are you and new dude doing for Valentine's day? Do you have plans yet as a new dating woman? Oh gosh. I don't, <laughs> I don't have plans yet. Um, it's really weird. Like, so let me ask you, do you love to dress up and yes. go out? You yes. love that. I don't like to dress up on a normal basis. Like we're sitting here now and I have ripped jeans on that looks like, I, don't, I got him like a tiger attacked me, <laughs> but I don't like to dress up every single day, but I do love to dress up. 
Yeah, I like to dress up, but it's real strange to me. There's so much pressure in that. So we were talking the other day, and, you know, he listed out a few restaurants, and it sounds great, but it's not, Valentine's Day is not my holiday. It's amateur hour, to be quite honest. <laughs> it, it really is. Like, everybody's trying to get a, a reservation somewhere. Everybody's doing the flowers and the chocolates and everything else. And uh, again, I mentioned in turn, Lauren is here, but the two of us put together these slides not too long ago for my Instagram, like just to kind of gauge if people were actually going to celebrate this year, if they were going to go out or stay in. A lot of people said, yes, I'm still celebrating, but I'm going to stay in this year. There's something about that that's so intimate. You know, you can really make it mm -hmm. so sweet. And for me, I mean, I'm sure I'll go out. I'm sure we'll, you know, and I'll let you know. But I mean, I already have a dress, so I, it, you're going you, out. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, you know, <laughs> that's all about what you're wearing, right? But I, I don't know. I just kind of feel like it's not my. It's not. It's not my 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 mindset about men and love mm -hmm. is what are you doing for me on the daily mm -hmm. like this one day I love that you know what I mean like this one day anybody can be good for a day yeah right so I want to know what you did for me the ten days before Valentine's mm -hmm. and the ten days after and then you're going to be gauged on that I think that's why I loved that article from Moms.com so much about celebrating Valentine's Day as a family and I love holidays in general. Anything I can yeah. celebrate, make somebody happy with, I usually go all out. Like I'm the I'm Moira the of yeah. just celebrating things. So I wanted to put together a gift guide this year, but I didn't just want to do it for the guys, like for ladies to shop for the guys. So we did a gift guide that was you know, if you're shopping for a man, if you're shopping for a woman, and then if you're shopping for kids. I love that. And I, I, again, I just think it's so important to incorporate them and kind of what Brooke said, teach them about love and, and yeah. how to respect someone. Looking back, and I think, you know, I didn't do a lot of great things in life sometimes. I mean, we all have those moments. But looking back, I think I did do some good things raising my kids. And one of them was you look for those teachable moments. Mm -hmm. And so oh, that's a, it's a great teachable yeah, moment. Yeah, like any holiday, I think, is a great moment for that. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, we hope that you enjoy Valentine's Day this year. And you can always follow us on Instagram at mommyhood, the number two menopause. We're going to be sharing those two recipes from Brooke. And if you want to follow our personal Instagrams as well, we are all of the F words and at seven. Sorry, I just blew you, just you out there. I just blew you out there. I'm playing you <laughs> off, Barb. <laughs> no, so, sorry. What was your Southern, Instagram again? Southern Blonde Chic. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us and we will see you again soon. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to the Mommyhood to Menopause podcast. If you like what you heard, we would love it if you would join us weekly. So go ahead and click that subscribe button. Thanks for listening.